Yes, I'm capturing your video mic. God. We started the podcast, and it's always got to start with you complaining. Um, so, yeah, okay. this is the Games Beat Decides podcast. We're talking about Mario this week. Uh, it's a special bonus episode. Uh, Mike couldn't talk about it. Mario yeah, <laughs> the Mario update is here. Uh, we are sneaking in your home, so we're going to yell at you about Mario. So just brace yourself for that. Yeah. Uh, Mike, uh-huh. why don't you uh, kind of just tell us what what's what? Like, what, you, what have you been playing? Uh, how, did it, how did it treat you? Uh, is it the worst game ever? Uh, the uh, best game ever? Me. It treated me like a kind and caring lover. <laughs> like, it left rose petals. And that's the end of the episode, everybody. Uh, we'll be <laughs> shutting it down right there. Um, no, yeah, okay. I've I read. Uh, I've been kind of reading your review in bits and pieces today when I've had time. Uh, sounds like you liked it. Sounds like yeah, Super sounds Mario like Odyssey for the Nintendo Switch is pretty damn good. Yeah, so I gave it a 100 out of 100. This is my first time... Giving out that score. Uh, been reviewing games at GameSpeed since how long? Have, how long have we been there? What did we oh, get man, the game? Because of fourteen, stopped, three years maybe. I stopped keeping track. Three years now, maybe it feels longer. I think it I mean a lot it's a little bit longer for me. Yeah, I, four or five years. You got to be like closer to four. I don't know. It doesn't I matter. Know, well, we both went the same time, but you started like full timing a lot earlier. Anyway, that's right. That's right. So yeah, so I've been but. I've been writing for Gizzy there for four or five years, and yeah, that must be right. So yeah, for a while, uh, for some, I've given out that score, uh, and I'm not like some weird outlier. The average score right now on sites like uh, Metacritic, I think, is like a yeah. 97 based off of 60 something reviews. So a lot of people think this. Uh, I, I even went so far to say I think this is my. I'm, I'm not gonna say I think it's my new favorite Mario game. I hmm. uh, and I like the Mario games a lot. To give you an idea, my favorite ones before this were. The two Galaxy games and Mario 64. Right. So, yeah, it's just... It's just so... Well, let's, let's start there. It's, let's so start. Hard, it's so hard. It's, like, overwhelming to know where to even start with it. Well, let's start there. Like, start? so you you said, like, your favorite Mario games before this. Where does Odyssey fit in relation to those games? Like, what is it I think most closely related good, to? I think what I like is that it is most closely related to those two in my mind. Because you have this sort of open world design kind of like and by open world i don't mean like an assassin's creed thing i mean like the levels are more open yeah, playgrounds uh mostly less sandboxes. Yeah, kind of like yeah, sandbox playground design where um and a lot of levels will sometimes have like this one like a linear path somewhere in that playground for like to get like even just like a couple of the moons to kind of follow that path but then just surrounding it is all these other paths or large areas with puzzles and, and whatnot so it's a very much like mars 64 there it's like galaxy and it was one of the things I loved about Galaxy was just this kind of like bizarrely uh, almost epic and grand scale in the right. sense of awe that at the time you didn't really associate with the Mario games. Mario games were supposed to be kind of quaint and, and cute. And then I was like, wow, this is like kind of breathtaking. Mm-hmm. And that's like completely here in this one. Just some of these levels, some of it's scale, but it's just like, like, just like the way some things look sometimes. Like, uh, the first level you go to after like the introduction level is the, is that kind of the dinosaur-y one. It's just like it has this like waterfall showpiece at the top of the waterfall is this like dinosaur skeleton. And you're just looking around like, man, this thing is just incredible looking. I uh, so, yeah. mm-hmm. I so yes, I, the the HD ness uh, is still kind of something I'm getting used to with, a, with the idea of a 3D Mario platformer. Right. Uh, 3D World uh, did that, uh, and I, I love that part of it. I thought it I thought it was an amazing looking game. But do you think this is a gigantic leap forward, or is it just like it's kind of the same thing, a little bit better, no, like in terms of the way it looks? Forward. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, Mario's 3D World looks good, but 
and again, like one of the things I like about the Galaxy games is how they're always kind of very un Mario in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. at least aesthetically. Super Mario 3D World was very much the Mario aesthetic of the, you know, the kind of blocky green things, the mushrooms everywhere, stuff like that. Whereas, and that's kind of the other thing, like, there's all these different levels, and they're just so creative, a lot of them. There are a couple that's, like, the snow level or, or like, the water level. But yeah, most but those of are great, them too. Are, yeah, but most of them are, like, you know, you see New Donk City. So, and, you know, that's just amazing. And that place is huge. And then you have that dinosaur, like, waterfall place I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And you have these other locations, like, this kind of food kingdom, what's run by these talking utensils. Uh, <laughs> you have this, like, kind of, like, this area that almost reminds me of near Automata. It's, like, this kind of, like, garden thing that's run by robots that are trying to build flowers and has kind of, like, a lot of these, like, almost, like, abandoned structures and stuff hmm. like that. Yeah, the levels are just really creative and neat. So, in terms of the creative creativity, like visually, very varied. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. I, I definitely got the sense of that so far. Well, I guess first, are there surprises that someone like even me doesn't know about yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like okay. what? It was like, oh my gosh, there's there's some really cool. And there's, there's there's some cool callbacks to the other games. There's there's some big surprises. One of them that happens immediately after you, you beat the game. Uh, and then there's just some other, that's the other thing too, is like when you quote unquote beat the game, it's not just about going back and getting all the stars for like kind of fun. Like you're unlocking a lot more things, uh, some levels even. Uh, some of them are kind of like, some of them are kind of like the equivalent of like tubular. And, right, and some right, of them, right. And, yeah, where it's like, like at least the one is like the super hard level. And it took me a while to get through that and it was super fun to do it. Uh, so and even just like collecting moons will unlock some of the costumes in the shop, and it's even the amiibo ones, right? So like you know, like that Princess Peach costume, the wedding one, like right. you can unlock that to buy in the shop when you get a bunch of moons. It's expensive, but you can do it. So that's another neat thing about like you don't have to Good. you don't have to buy those amiibo to to be kind of a completionist, which is I think uh, a surprisingly sincere, like a surprisingly uh, kind gesture, I guess. So then, in terms of actually the gameplay and what you're doing, is it just as varied as there every couple of minutes you're right. doing something different? Yes, and the capture mechanic is, is what just really kind of keeps that stuff constantly hmm. interesting. So that's where you know you can throw your hat on something and, and take control of it. Right, as long and as it's every, not wearing a hat. Like if something's yeah, wearing a hat, you can't take it over. But everything. Well, else. there are, there are at the, like towards the end, some of the enemies will like kind of start wearing hats to get you, and you can hit them twice, and the hat will fall off the first time. Huh, okay, and you can get them. But yeah, typically, if something's wearing a hat, you can't grab it. But I mean, what's neat is like every level or just a battery level will introduce at least one or two new things that you can kind of capture that like sometimes there's things you capture, like you capture a rock to move it a little bit. And it's kind of funny. Uh, It's a a short little thing or like you capture a uh, sort of a pole and you kind of fling off it. But when you capture an enemy, it like gives you access to like a kind of a a whole different move set, like capturing that bullet bill lets you sort of float around you can capture the hammer brother person if you like and maybe try to get him to some place where you needed to throw fire at, at something if they because like if they're throwing fire instead of hammers sometimes um you're in an ice level and uh the goombas uh don't slip like you do so you can be them or you're in the water world and uh if you capture a fish you don't have to worry about breathing anymore or there's some some of them are like just kind of uh really uh different like uh just this i, I forget what it's called but it's, he basically can stretch himself upward and when you let go you kind of hop a bit and you capture him and like large areas of that level are built around that mechanics so you're kind of being that thing for a while so yeah so it's, it's kind of just like you know how mario Gexy had a lot of levels of like here's this one thing and you're right. kind of gonna do it it's like this is their way of kind of 
doing that sort of thing a, a bit more organically. Right. Okay. So it's not just like a whole level built around this one idea. They just pop up here and there. They pop up here and there and they'll, and they'll sometimes show up. And sometimes like, so there's a lot of areas in the level two, besides from like the sandbox element where you like go to a door or a pipe and you're kind of in a mini room. It's somebody, it's almost kind of like that thing from Mario Sunshine, you know, where, where uh, it's like just this one specific challenge. And sometimes it is like sunshine in that it's specifically a platforming thing, but sometimes there'll be like something to capture there. You have to solve a puzzle or, or do one of these things or something like that. So there's all these kind of like self-contained smaller experiences mm. too within the much larger world. And that that's really the, what makes it vary too, is just how big the game is. Um, like size is one thing, but just how many of these moons there are. I remember when you told me you heard someone say, that there were almost 900 of these things, kind of like the core seeds. Right. And I just didn't believe you. I'm still not <laughs> sure exactly how many there are, but I think it's at least 800. It's, Jesus, it's crazy. It's that's insane. nuts. And I have about 500 some, and it, and I've been like going at it. You know, <laughs> I've been going at it pretty good. Hmm. That's okay. Think- so, so, it, it, and it's not like they're just like sprinkled all over the place. Like each one, like sometimes they are pretty easy to get, but like they yeah, go some of them deep, are easier. Like, yeah, most of them like have their own little self-contained puzzle or what have you. Like a lot of them are like the equivalent of getting a star in a Mario 64 level. Some of them are a bit more like, hey, this one, uh, like sometimes you can buy them from a store or right. things like that. But yeah, most of them are, you know, hey, here's this thing here. Uh, the thing, it's neat too, because like it's built around, this, the kind of way the system works is you kind of go through a level and there is sort of like this suggested path. You can kind of a lot of moons just following that. And that's kind of like your first thing. Then you can kind of just run around a bit and you'll probably run into a few. Uh, and at that point, you pr- that's probably good enough, like your playthrough, right? To get mm-hmm. to uh, the end of the game. Then like you go back to the levels and after you beat the game, it actually unlocks a lot more moons in each level. That's when you're like in full on scavenger mode and you're like really searching around. And if you need help, there's even like, there's a parrot bird and he'll kind of give you a hint. And a lot of, it's like the hint is almost like the one to the game Mario 64, right? Where it's like, you know, the star on top of, bomb hill so it's like okay that's a little bit something or you can even use coins to uh to another character he'll kind of point on a map exactly where a moon probably is and stuff like that you can even use the amiibo uh and he'll send them out and it'll it'll show you on your map where again again where they uh where some moons are which again is nice it's not like a complete like oh you better have amiibo things you can still use coins to do that same thing Hmm. So it's like, it's nice because it's never frustrating because you're always running around, you're always collecting moons. Even when you start kind of like narrowing the list in a specific level, you can start taking advantage of some of those those helper things that get those last few ones. And I mean, there's t- like a single level can have like 80 or 90 moons, um, a lot of them may be closer to 50, but there's just, there's the ton in a single world. So it's not like at the end of like Zelda where I'm like really struggling to find the last couple of shrines. This is, the game's going to make sure I get there and have a good time doing it. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Exa- yeah, exactly. It's not like the cork. There doesn't have to be an update to show you like where you got cork seeds and stuff like that. So, okay, uh, a couple things that I've heard uh, about the motion controls, where some people are saying there's some, there are a few things that you can't do without having motion, which uh, I would imagine would be pretty difficult if you're like playing on a train in portable mode. Did you experience this? Oh, mm, nah, it didn't really bother much. Just, like the big thing is. Uh, like the, the only time where the most controls are super necessary is you can shake the controller a lot and it makes you go faster or it'll access a special move with some of the capture characters. Mm-hmm. But shaking is something you can do with whatever controller you're using, right? You can even do that if it's just on handheld mode. 
And that's kind of like the one, that's the only one I can think of where it was necessary to use that specific one. The only other maneuver that I was using the motion controls like a decent amount for was the uh, kind of spinny hat trick. Right. You could do that. Even with the pro controller, you just kind of flick it and it does that. Right. Um, like spin the left, just, the left stick in a circle and right. Well, the, the, there, there is actually a, yeah, you can actually spin the, you're spinning yourself and then throw the button to do it, but you can, even if you're holding a pro controller, just flicking that still acts. Oh, does oh the same flicking thing. the actual controller. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The, the pro controller does all of the, and that's why right. I think like it's kind of getting losses and, and they're very adamant, like use the joy cons. The pro controller does all the same right. uh, commands for the, uh, that stuff so you can just you get i would totally suggest using the pro controller but yeah in handhold mode i guess it, like you could still do that stuff it's a little bit more cumbersome but it's not it really never once bothered me like i said shaking you can do whatever and shaking is the one that you will probably have to do but that's completely not, not an issue it's it, yeah it seems like one of those things where before the game is out, we're all getting anxious like we're like really worried about any small tiny little thing that could be even like wrong in the most minute sense uh, and then once we get it and we're actually playing it we never think about it again uh yeah, I think that, no. that happens all the time with these big games and this seems to be like maybe one of those cases um I, so you've kind of already talked about how like beefy each level is with all the stuff in it uh but like the overall experience i mean is it longer than the standard mario game i mean it's hard to tell because for one thing uh, you know the, the, the switch is weird about tracking your hours like it, it, it still won't tell me how much I played the game. It'll, it just says, like, you started seven days ago. But, uh, no, it's I think it was the right length, just going through it, uh, you know, kind of getting to the, the quote-unquote end. It seemed pretty good. I imagined it was about... Gosh, again, I feel it had to be, like, what, eight to ten hours? Maybe a little bit more? I don't know. And that's that's right. Uh, right. right. That feels right. Yeah, and then totally. After that, though, just so, so much more to go back to and do. And the game really is built around you keep playing after you beat it. Uh, you, can you describe that a little bit more? You've touched on it a little bit. like Because I just came off Wolfenstein 2, and it does this. I think it might do something similar where you beat the last boss in that game, and then they're like, okay, hey, there's still shit in this world to do, and everyone acknowledges it. And Yeah, it's not like Zelda. Like, that was kind of a complaint with Breath of the right. Wild, right? Where it doesn't really acknowledge that you're kind of in a post-game environment. Yeah, you're not. Like, I think you, you, have just to go, you have to just go back to a previous save like right, b- before but, before you the final boss. So, no, yeah. This one is full-on acknowledging, all right, we did that thing, but hey, there's still some more things to do. And also, here's this new place you can even go to, uh, and there's maybe some no- more new places. Right. And a bunch more moons. No, it's full-on, like... There's probably like at least three times as much to do after you beat the game. Assuming like you probably you didn't get all the moves you possibly could have before you beat it, which I'm assuming most people won't. Yeah, it's not like one of those things where it's yeah you don't have to like get all the moons and then go back and beat the final boss again. It's full on like yeah, this is the after game now, which is really nice. I uh, I really yeah I really like that. I I liked it in Wolfenstein. I I appreciate that they're doing it in something like Mario, which is not something I would uh, normally think Nintendo would do uh it, maybe on that topic and maybe this can kind of start wrapping us up uh it, it does feel like nintendo continues to find ways to surprise us with what it's capable of when it makes games did anything stand out here in terms like when you were playing and you said huh i, I just i didn't expect nintendo to be able to polish this game in this particular way i think the one thing that surprised me a lot was 
how the game ran almost exactly as well in handheld mode as it did on the TV. I'm sure the resolution awesome. was smaller or something. And, you know, if you do a digital foundry thing, people can find out. But yeah, but I mean, the, time, the, the, the Switch's portable screen is already, you know, a lower resolution than most TVs. Yeah. So that's fine. But yeah. Like, it's like the first time I did that, I was like, well, I wonder what this is going to, you know, look like. It's gonna be, it, it was, you know, it wasn't that long ago that Super Mario 3D Land was some novelty because it was 3D Mario on a portable system. And, and it right. made a lot of visual compromises to do that. And now it's just, here's the newest Mario game. It's the best looking Mario game ever. It's incredible. And yeah, just play it in bed wherever. Uh, it was just really cool. But Mike, is it a core Mario though? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll tell you what. There can't be any debate about whether this is a core <laughs> Mario game or not. Uh, I guess that's just surpri- what surprised me was just that another thing. It's just I just have like, like you know how. So a lot of people are asking already. Like, do you like this better than Breath of the Wild? And I, and I think I do. Part of that is with Breath of the Wild, I do have some quibbles, right? And quibbles are quibbles. They're not like right. big deals. But I have quibbles, like dropped frames. Uh, I did think I thought the ending was kind of a little lame. Uh, I don't know if I have any quibbles with this game. Yeah, I noticed in your review you were like, uh, "What you won't like? Nothing." I don't. Have we ever done that before? I don't think we have. Uh, That was pretty nuts. Uh, I just was playing. I'm just. It's all. It's all good. Like I'm never bored or upset or like mad or yeah. It's just always fun. Just always entertaining. It's one of the most entertaining things ever. Like, not just video games. <laughs> and like, there's just being entertaining. It's just so great. Where does where does Mario go from here then? Like, I mean, if this is like, it feels is like it maybe right? the pinnacle. Can they just yeah. keep doing more of this? Well, I think that's kind of the smart thing with the Galaxy games and then this is that they, they come up with one really good idea that they can kind of build things around. Even more so than just like going back to the open levels, the capture right. thing helps with a lot. Like Mario Galaxy had the, the gravity thing, right? Um so they had to figure out that idea. I think they, if they wanted to, they could definitely squeeze a kind of Mario Odyssey 2 thing here, like they did with Galaxy 2, where it's the same kind of thing, just more of it. And I think I'll, I'd be completely fine with that. But um, barring that, yeah, it's, it is kind of crazy. I guess the only other thing I could think of is completely open, uh, where you don't even have like a level select right. right where you're going around all the place. Hmm. Yeah, like, I mean, maybe, maybe they could do this like the DLC for this game, where like, they just have like a medium sized city, like somewhere between this level and like a full open world game um, that they sort of do something with uh, as an add on. That could work. Um, I, I guess this just occurred to me. Uh, then maybe we can actually get out of here. Uh, how How is Capture different from Kirby swallowing enemies? Like, is there a, a substantial difference or is Mario just chomping on Kirby's flavor? And he should like no, watch his back. Because Kirby still should he watch his back? Because Kirby don't fuck around, Mike. Because Kirby and Mega Man just get one new move. Mario completely turns into those things. It's very different. Like his his like physics change. Like the way your moves mm. changes. Your moves change. It's com- yeah. You're like completely becoming those things. Okay. That, yeah, that is different. Yeah. And then what happens yeah. if Mar if Kirby swallows you while you're capturing something? It's a whole mess. It and you can read hell. my fan fiction to find out more about it. Um. Right, Mike, I, I so think that... things, Jeff, but there's just so many things like yeah just, go the, ahead the please movement, the, the movement is even like I, I was worried that they would make it more simpler there's even more like crazy oh, like moves that they don't even talk about than usual like there's like a wall and you could they're like supposed to go all the way around it but you're able to do this like like there's this maneuver I kept doing you could like side jump under the wall to get really high on it jump off the wall 
Then when you're like facing away from the wall, you throw your cap. That gives you a little extra boost. And you turn around. You do that dive jump thing. Oh, the dive like, jump thing ah. you yelled at me about doing during oh, E3. The dive, jump, the dive jump is awesome. It, it's I, so yeah. I was, uh, so I, I was getting worried when I started hearing the motion controls because I um, was playing the game at Target after you uh, got the review code. And I was weeping in front of the kiosk because I didn't have my own copy. And I'm sitting there trying to figure out, like, and they had the pro controller. So I'm like, okay, how do I do this without doing the motion controls? Uh, and I'm saying, like, oh, man, that'd be a real bummer if, like, you have to flick or something. Because that's something I'm going to do a lot. Uh, and I want to be I want to be precise as a button press. So I got worried. And then I put it on Twitter. I'm like, hey, if, is this the deal? It's just like, just tell me now. And no, like, Dan, I think Dan Riker was like, no, it's good. I, you know, I didn't even know you could do that with the motion controls. I used it all the time. I'm like, okay, awesome. That's yeah, a relief. Uh, no, I'm, yeah, I'm using that move constantly. Yes. It, so, so, uh, so nice. yeah, it just feels like uh, it's going to be an awesome game to watch speedrunners do. It's going to be oh, an awesome game to go back runs. and like play like every couple uh, of the, years. Uh, the max moon category might just be an impossibility. So I say, but who knows? I, somebody will do right, it. Right. Yeah. Someone will figure something out. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. It it comes out. It's out like in Japan. It's out in, the, in Europe right now. Yeah, I'm almost like thinking about going to the eShop store and like changing my region just so I can buy it. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, but I don't know. I'm going to wait and see. We'll see. I'm st- still supposed to get a second code, and I might just say screw it and just buy it instead of waiting till tomorrow for them yeah, to send it. Heck with tomorrow, man. Yeah, I'm, oh, there's no way. If it's not in here by you know 9 p.m. or 8, 10 p.m. my time, uh, yeah, I'm just going to buy it. Uh, all right. Well, I'm jealous, Mike, but you know it's, it's a couple more hours. Be. So, uh, yeah, uh, you go ahead and you uh, – how much – wait, how many to start, or moons do you have left? Uh, do, you, do, you, do you have any idea? Like I said, I have about 530-so, so still at least 200, probably more. Uh, like I'm, I'm kind of going through each of the kingdoms and maxing them, and I'm about a little less than halfway through that process right now. And do you – I mean – is it still like your number one thing that you're doing most of the time when you have some game time or is it? Well, I'm playing a little destiny too, cause that's new and right. my friends are playing it, but yeah, it's destiny two and Mario right now. Okay, cool. All right. I think it's going to do it. Thank you everybody. This was the special super Mario odyssey bonus episode. Uh, we'll be back with a normal episode next week. We will probably talk more Mario once I've gotten some time with it. And Mike's gotten closer to, you know, capping out all, you know, capping out yeah, all, uh, all the moons. Uh, so yeah. So thank you for joining us until then. Have a good one. We'll see you then. Bye.